called the skull. There they crucified him. And the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. We sing hymn 447, verses 1 through 3. Jesus. Amen. The first words from Jesus' lips as he hangs on Calvary's cross are deeply instructive for us. Who are we? Why are we here? The great questions of life. What is the church? Why does it exist? So many times we major in the minors with regard to being the people of God and being in God's house. Is the parking lot paved? Is the youth group strong? Do we support Habitat for Humanity? All of these things that flow from the gospel are not the gospel. Jesus teaches us the most important thing, who we are and why we are here. We are poor, miserable sinners who cannot save ourselves. We are poor, miserable sinners who need a Savior. Jesus teaches us that the essence of the church is the forgiveness of sins. The essence of the church is the forgiveness of sins. Jesus came to save sinners like you and me. This is why the church exists. Forgiveness is bought, earned by the bloody death of Jesus. 
Jesus teaches us. As he has forgiven us fully and freely, we, as the people of God, are to forgive one another. May it be so among us. Amen. The second word. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And be indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. We continue with the hymn, verses 4 through 6. say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Today, right now, not waiting. Jesus makes a promise to that criminal who deserved to die hanging on the cross next to him. He doesn't say, maybe you'll be with me in paradise. He doesn't say, perhaps, or tomorrow, or when I get around to it, or after you've accepted me, or after you've paid for your sins in purgatory. Today, 
Jesus says, today. That means there's no doubt about it. There's no question. It isn't something that that thief needs to worry about. It's something that Jesus is giving to him today, right now. And the same is true for you. Today, Jesus has suffered for you. Today, Jesus' blood covers you. Today, you are God's holy, precious child because of the faith he pours out on you. Today, without question, without doubt, without delay, Dear friends in Christ, Jesus is with you. Jesus is here and nothing can separate him from you. Nothing can take his love from you. It's here for you today and for all of the todays that are yet to come. Salvation is now. Salvation is yours today. Because of the blood that Jesus shed from the cross. Today, you are with him in paradise. Today. Amen.
Here Christ, who once gave the law to Moses on Sinai, fulfills the fourth commandment. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. He honors his father, God, by bleeding and dying upon the cross for the sins of the world. And nailed to the cross, Jesus honors his mother by making sure that she is taken care of after his departure. Jesus entrusts Blessed Mary to the care of the disciple whom he loved, St. John, the only disciple to follow him to the cross. The son of Mary sees to it that his mother will be taken care of until the end of her life. What a glorious example of this commandment in action, but also what a terrible condemnation. For too often, we would rather not take care of our parents. When in their time of need, they who birthed and raised us, we would not tend to their needs. It's too difficult. It takes up too much time. They bear a grudge against me. We haven't talked in years. Life is broken by sin, but the commandment is not broken. It is clear. We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. And the fact is, we don't. You don't. But glory be to Jesus, dying, expiring on the cross. Your example of obedience to God's law is also your redeemer from condemnation under the law. Even as Jesus fulfills the commandment to honor father and mother, so too does he shed his precious blood. That your disobedience to the fourth commandment and all of the law might be forgiven. The heart that loved and honored his mother was pierced for you, blood and water flowing from his side to wash you clean. Take strength from his example to honor father and mother and take comfort in the redemption that he has won for you by his holy passion. Amen. The fourth word. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We continue with our hymn. 
verses 10 through 12. Jesus. Oh man, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. There are so many mysteries in the Christian faith. How can God be one God and three persons? How can the second person of the Trinity, the eternal word, take on flesh and blood and be true God and true man at the same time? How can water do such great things? How can bread and wine be the body and blood of Jesus? It's a mystery. Because something is a mystery does not mean it's not true. It means it's above our human comprehension. We cling to these mysteries of the faith by grace. My friends, the Good Friday mystery before us. Perhaps the greatest mystery of all. How can Jesus, the Son of God, hanging on Calvary's cross, bleeding and dying for the sin of the world, how can God be forsaken by God? I don't know how. But God's word is clear. He is. Angels announced the birth of Jesus. Angels attended to Jesus as he was tempted in the wilderness. But now, legion after legion after legion of angels remain silent. Their swords are in their sheaths. This is not a job for angels. There is only one who can earn and secure the forgiveness of sin, life and salvation for all people, for all time. Jesus, the Son of God in human flesh, bears all sin, all sin past, all sin present, all sin future, your sin, my sin, the sin of the world. He who knows no sin becomes sin for us. 
Jesus, the sin bearer, is forsaken by his father. God the Father looks at his son and he sees our sin. My friends, Jesus is forsaken by God to guarantee that you will never be forsaken by God. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. As we cling to Jesus, by grace, through faith, God's promise, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My friends, Jesus is forsaken so that you never will be forsaken. Amen. The fifth word. After this, Jesus, knowing that all is now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. We continue with our hymn. thirst. I need a drink. Jesus said during the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus told the woman at the well, I will give you water to drink, which you will drink and never thirst again. Jesus is the river of life. Jesus is the water that will satisfy, the water that is good. But in this world, so often we thirst for other things besides our Lord. 
hoping that in these other things we'll find some sort of satisfaction here in this world, a little taste of peace and comfort. try to fill our lives with so many things, thinking that by them we will have our thirst quenched. There's always something more that we want. We're always thirsty for more, aren't we? Dear Christian, there is only one thing that truly can satisfy. Only one thing that can give us hope. Only one thing which will really quench our thirst. And that's the love of Jesus. The love that is so great, he is even willing to give up his life for you, his beloved friend. The love of Jesus is so great that he would go to Calvary, to Golgotha, and drink for you the cup of God's wrath. So that you might drink the cup of love and tenderness, and forgiveness. Dear Christian, what do you thirst for? What do you want? In faith, we thirst for Christ. We thirst for his love. We thirst for his forgiveness. And as we do so, we know that springs of living water well up within us to life everlasting. Amen. The sixth word. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on the hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. We continue with our hymn.
Jesus. Amen. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament, we read of the sacrificial system that God instituted, that God gave to his children, the children of Israel, the people of God, priests, animals, sacrifices, Day after day, week after week, year after year. Pigeons, doves, sheep, goats, grain, bulls. It was a never-ending system of sacrifices. Sacrifices to God. Oh sure, there was the one big sacrifice on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. But that too wasn't really enough. Because the next year, and the next year, and the next year, the Day of Atonement would come. My friends, all of these sacrifices these sacrifices that had no end, these sacrifices that were never complete, were never finished, all point forward to the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus. John the Baptist proclaimed him, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. My friends, the Lamb of God who takes away your sin. Once on Good Friday, for all, all your sin, all your life. My friends, today we rejoice that while so many things in this world are never complete, are never finished, our lists never get done, Jesus set out to accomplish salvation for all people. From the cross, Jesus proclaims, it is done, it is finished, it is complete. Tetelestai, for you. Amen. Please stand for the final reading. The seventh word. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. We conclude our reading with the final verses you may receive. Jesus, all your 
Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus is again praying the Psalms. It's a psalm that you too can pray every day. Into your hands I commit my spirit. It makes sense, doesn't it? After all, we are in the hands of God. No one and nothing can snatch us out. As Christians, we live in faith toward God and a love towards neighbor that says, I belong to God. Into your hands I commit my spirit. So often, that's not our prayer. So often we forget that we are in God's loving hands. And as a result, we commit our lives to things that are not God, to things that are far less than God. There are people who commit their lives to things that are downright evil and sinful. Sometimes that's even us. When our life is not committed to God, fear enters in. Fear of getting caught doing something we shouldn't. Fear of consequences for our actions and our deeds, fear of the unknown. What will tomorrow bring? I don't know. Perhaps the biggest fear of all, a fear that we've been living firsthand for the last year, fear of death. Are you afraid of death? So afraid that you're not even living? Of course not. No child is afraid to go where their leader has already gone. Just like that childhood game, follow the leader. Over the fence, through the yard, across the creek. Following the leader. Without fear. If the first kid jumps across the creek without falling in, all the rest go right along. We commit our lives our spirits into God's care. And we follow our leader, Jesus. And he's already gone through death, passing through it into life. 
Into your hands we commit our spirits. Jesus teaches us how to live without fear and how to die. Don't you know that all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus have already died with him? You've died in the waters of holy baptism, sharing the death that Jesus dies on that Good Friday. You follow him. You're with him. And if you have died with him, you also live with him through his resurrection, through your future resurrection. You have everlasting life through Jesus. And that's why we pray every day, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. For now I follow your Son boldly into new life forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. We sing together our next hymn, hymn 451.